Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Croft. Hey, good morning, everybody. So today is uh, the last day of the week. That means it's Freedom Friday here on Political Coffee. That means you have the wonderful freedom. You know, this Freedom Week, we celebrate Liberty, Fourth of July, and our independence, what it costs to achieve it, and what it costs every day to keep it, our constitutional republic, right? Well, we celebrate that this week, and I share that with you today, because this is your opportunity. Call and talk about whatever you want to talk about today. You, get something off your chest that's just burning. This is your day. It can be anything political, not anything about what I'm talking about, but what are you wanting to sound off on? 503-589-1220 is that power of Buke GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. The bottom of the hour, Greg Schumacher, former owner of Schumacher Furs, a victim of the the precursor of Antifa in downtown Portland joins us to talk about with some exciting news about his effort to hold elected people accountable. Those people that are not arresting or prosecuting, well, those people that are not prosecuting. I'm not going to say arresting. Those people that are not prosecuting, those people that, those, the criminals that are out there creating all kinds of damage and havoc in our cities. Now the question is, why? There's a story today, there's a Channel 8 story, the revolving door is the headline. Gresham vandalism suspect, get this, arrested four times in seven days. Each time, he gets released. What? Yeah, and you know why? It's 25-year-old Garrett Fine. No mention if he's an Antifa devotee. So he gets arrested in Gresham. And the Multnomah County DA's office doesn't prosecute. They find it concerning. We're concerned. Isn't that nice that the DA's office is actually concerned? He was released the first two times because, get this, the courts, the court that released him, a judge had to do this, folks. The court's risk assessment tool deemed him a low risk to fail to appear and a low risk to offend. Well, how well did that work out? 
on the most recent release and get this so th this would be the fourth release in seven days folks a guy who's breaking windows and vandalizing property in broad daylight in your face and doesn't care on the most recent release even though the risk assessment quote still recommended he be released unquote the spokesman for the Multnomah County DA, there's your problem, isn't it? Well, it's part of it. Said the presiding judge held him for arraignment anyway, but then he was released without supervision or bail after arraignment because the court was unable to appoint a defense attorney for fine. Now, I, I want you to just think about this. First of all, there are some questions in my lightning quick mind that that run through my brain. We're going to talk with Greg Schumacher about this at the bottom of the hour. His website, by the way, revamped website is restorelawandorder.com. Sixty-three percent from his website. Sixty-three percent of Portland businesses have reported break-in, break-ins, or vandalism. Sixty-three percent. Ninety-one percent of Portland riot arrests not been convicted. Over two thousand six hundred downtown Portland businesses have left Portland since twenty twenty. And it's not just in Oregon. This is happening in lawless progressive cities all across the nation. Now, what Greg wants to know, and we'll get into this with him. Has your business incurred economic damage? Doesn't have to be in Portland, by the way. It could be here in Salem. So we're going to, uh, we're going to talk with Greg about the exciting news. In fact... Well, I'll let him share with you some of his exciting news because they are absolutely going national here. And this is so important because, again, it's not just what happens here. So it happens all across the country. Hey, you know this? Experts get, get this headline from Fox News. I don't watch it, but I saw the headline. Experts are baffled why the White House is invoking the Hatch Act past many years, it's, it's federal law. Orrin Hatch authored it, former U.S. Senator, late Senator. They're invoking the Hatch Act to dodge the Hunter Biden cocaine question. It's ridiculous. And then the subheadline, get this, is Democratic ethics expert, a Democrat ethics expert said even if the Biden campaign staff, even if a Biden campaign staffer were high as a kite, the Hatch Act would not cover the cocaine in question. Dan Bongino, if you heard him yesterday, really blew this out of the water. Why? Because he explains exactly why the theory they're trying to put forward about how the cocaine, which could have been anthrax, folks, could have been fentanyl, folks. There's only one way. You see, to, and I've, I've been in the White House a couple of times. The only way you get in there 
with anything like that is if you are a Biden family member. No kidding. So who does that lead you to? That video that we shared yesterday? And you can see it everywhere. The video of Jill Biden looking completely angry standing there with Joe Biden on January or July 4th watching Hunter just act schizophrenically and sniffling and I mean come on you know what Hunter was doing at any rate some other news and then we're going to get right to the phones 503-589-1220 it is Power Buick GMC talk line Marjorie Taylor Greene got booted from the House Freedom Caucus. Now, why would that be? Well, because she has turned into a media-hungry, even though she's conservative, she was a darling of the conservative side, she has become a problem. Let's just put it that way. She got voted out by the House Freedom Caucus. Folks, and I'll tell you this, and then I, I'm going to go to uh, to Art. I want, I want you to understand something about how it works inside of a caucus. This is your team that you're supposed to be playing on. Now, nothing in politics is team-oriented. Should be, but it isn't. Because so many of the people in politics are just selfish. They're there for selfish reasons. And I will tell you that in a caucus, when you have these kinds of disruptive activities going on, I'm talking about what Marjorie Taylor Greene has been doing and, my, and others have been doing. I will tell you, it creates enormous backlash within the caucus. But specifically when you're part of a House Freedom Caucus, a small group of people that took a stand against Kevin McCarthy and got rules in place that have somewhat kept McCarthy in line, which is good. But I'm going to tell you right now, when you get that group of people kicking her out, there is great division within not only the caucus, but that smaller group. Now, fast forward to just what happened here in Oregon with the House Republicans. When the number two, number three leaders resigned, it is a big deal, folks. There is real problems, there are real problems going on inside the House Republican caucus in Oregon. And the fact that Vicki Brees Iverson, who's reportedly under some kind of an investigation the fact that she had to basically re make a leadership team larger than I've ever seen tells you something's going on. She's trying to buy her reappointment because the caucus votes on who their leader is. She's trying to buy the votes, if you will, by making virtually everybody who stuck around and provided quorum for the Democrats to pass this heinous whole bunch of bad bills, including House Bill 2002C. 
She's just trying to buy their allegiance so she can keep the money spigot on. Let's go to Art. Art, good morning. Good morning, Jeff. Wanted to update everybody about the Oregon Commission for the Blind. Yes, There's, please do. Yeah, they're uh, still, still stealing money from blind people who are entrepreneurs, uh, money that's supposed to be theirs, and using it for other things, which obviously is against the law, and we definitely are going to make them held accountable because that money should be going to the blind, which yep. pay taxes, and they can't pay the taxes uh, on money earned. So the money's losing, the state's losing money. But I did want to talk about a quick issue about the Commission for the Blind, uh, that they're doing a piss-poor job of servicing senior citizens, especially concerning macular degeneration, which, as you know, affects a lot of people here in Oregon. They lose their vision. And they don't even know that the Cotton Picking Commission for the Blinds provides services to them so that they could deal with their blindness. And, Jeff, that's their job. And they're not doing a good job. And all these people, which I'm trying to help and educate, I get calls all the time, that there are services for them to deal and become more independent. All they need to do is have their appropriate training. God bless, Jeff. Have a great weekend. Hey, thanks, Love everybody. Thanks for the update. And keep that fight going and keep us updated. What you're doing is so important. He's, Bye-bye. It's part of why we're going to talk to Greg Schumacher here at the bottom of the hour, folks. Thanks, Art. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Oh, my bad. We're back. Yes, I'm here. It's Freedom Friday. What do you want to talk about? 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. By the way, Art followed up saying, uh, Dysa Johnson is the executive director of the Oregon Commission for the Blind. The worst in 40 years that I've been involved with that agency. This is why it's important that Art does what he does. I, I just, I want you to just think about this. And Kathy, I'll get to you in just a second here. Think about this. How many times across state government is what Art has encountered and uncovered? How many times is that happening? Think about it. How many times? The Oregon Commission for the Blind is not a big organization. 
And if you got this kind of crookedness going on inside the Commission for the Blind with a stealing money, in essence, how many times is that happening all across a government, a small government? Because Oregon's a small state. Well, we got 4.2 million people. How many times is that happening in a budget of $100 billion on the federal and, and state and funds and all that stuff? It's a lot. It's a lot. This is why what Art is doing, standing up and suing the Commission for the Blind, is so important. It's accountability. That's what we're going to talk with Greg Schumacher about in his website, RestoreLawAndOrder.com. What Art is doing is just one of the ways, just one, that we can hold people accountable. The other ways are doing what Senator Brian Boquist, there's a story about him and four of the senators who walked out are planning, in fact, to file for re-election. They're going to challenge the unconstitutional measure 113. Good for them. But what Brian Boquist suggests is we file official corruption complaints with the Marion County DA, the court of record for the legislature, and with the Marion County Sheriff demanding investigations because we know things are going to get whitewashed. They always are when it comes to the Democrats. Just look at what's happening, by the way. The secret, there's a gateway pundit story today. The Secret Service says, well, whether they found the culprit for the cocaine or not doesn't matter because they're going to conclude their investigation today. Yep, cover-up's happening. Let's go to the phones. We'll start with Kathy, and then we'll move to Rich. Kathy, good morning. Good morning. About 15 years ago, I used the Commission for the Blind for my mother. She had macular degeneration. Um, and they were really good. They sent people out to help her and give her some tips and show her some techniques. They used to be really good, at least in my experience. But I have dealt with them lately for a friend of mine. And it's almost like they can't be bothered. Really? But anyway. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's not they can't be bothered. It's just, it's just they're not on the ball like they were when I used them for my mom. But anyway, um, have you heard anything more about the, um, the breach at the DMV? I'm wondering, do I need to call Experian and TransUnion and have them put a block on my account? What? Yeah, I absolutely would. Uh, it's something that I have done. And okay. I, 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 all three credit agencies, I have a block on anybody accessing my account. You know, okay. looking for credit, that kind of thing. I would absolutely do it. Yes. And then I would demand, contact the DMV demand that they provide credit reporting to you for free because of this breach. That's what I would do. And they should. Uh -huh. Are they investigating it about who did it? They know it was a Russian, supposedly, that's what we've heard. We blame everything on Russia, right? It was a Russian yeah, criminal exactly. hacking group. It probably was. That's normally how those people operate. Can anything be done about it? 
Uh, nope. And Once we say, yeah, but yet we have secure online elections. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. Uh-huh, Thanks. right. Thanks, Kathy. I appreciate it. Thanks for the story about the uh, Commission for the Blind. Let's go to Rich. Rich, good morning. Good morning. Yeah, I've been trying to get in about that uh, DMV hack. So Russian train guy, Russian trained crew by the name of Chang did it, right? Well, that's what we're being told. <laughs> <laughs> so I find it hard to believe that 3.2 million drivers are in Oregon. So they've got some problems internally with their numbers anyway. And I totally agree with the idea of uh, providing free protection for all of us for this hack. Uh, the, the other thing about that, I'll, I'm going to switch gears on here now. Isn't it odd that the Secret Service actually announced the cocaine problem? If it was the FBI, we wouldn't heard anything about it. Well, they really didn't have any choice because they they had to evacuate everybody because it's a hazmat. I mean, literally, they had to bring in the hazmat crew. Why? Because it's a white powder. Could have been anthrax. Oh, Could have been anything. Is, is it Joe? Is it Joe's or Jill's cocaine? No, good question. It's somebody in the Biden family. Yep. Thanks, Mitch. Good question. Back Bye. in a moment at 6.30 with Greg Schumacher. You don't want to miss it. RestoreLawAndOrder.com. Call Jeff yes. now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. <clears throat> hey, good morning, everybody. It is uh, 24 minutes before the top of the hour. If you're just joining us on Political Coffee, we're being joined by Greg Schumacher, the former owner of Schumacher Furs, the guy who, well, became one of the victims of Antifa before Antifa was Antifa. And he went after the elected officials who, um, well, who let what happened to him 17, 18 years ago in downtown Portland. What happened to his business, they let that happen. He tried to hold them accountable. Didn't work. In fact, it cost him a huge amount of money. He has a new effort to hold those unelected officials accountable for their ideas. You know, like the story we talked about on Channel 8 here about how the vandalism guy, the 25-year-old, gets arrested four times and released four times in seven days. He's out vandalizing businesses, causing all kinds of damage, and it's the revolving door in Mary or Multnomah County. This is a problem, folks, and they're blaming it on a risk assessment tool. From the DA's office, oh, he's probably not going to reoffend, so let's just let him loose with no bail. And that's exactly what they did. And what he did, he went right around and reoffended immediately, folks. The, the tool is part of the problem, because even though the guy got arrested the fourth time in seven days, the risk assessment tool still said he should be released. 
And the judge held him anyway. And then the judge had to release him. Why? Because he didn't have a defense attorney. Now, how do you fight back against this type of thing? Well, elections, especially rigged elections, isn't enough. You have to do something greater than that. And joining us to talk about it, about his new effort with some exciting news, by the way, go to his website, RestoreLawAndOrder.com. Joining us is Greg Schumacher. Greg, good morning. Good morning, Jeff. How are you? I'm enjoying a beautiful summer day. Uh, glad that I'm yes. not in downtown Portland or any place like that in a big city where they have DAs that won't prosecute because they're, well, they just don't believe in it. And then they have risk assessment tools like this. What is it that you're doing with Restore Law in Order? And what's your exciting news? Okay, well, Restore Law in Order, uh, what we're doing, we put together a team of legal counsel, which are experts in constitutional and civil rights law. And we are or will be implementing multi-plaintiff lawsuits against the city of Portland, the state of Oregon, and government officials who have broken their oath of office and failed to uphold their constitutional duties. And uh, our strategies that we're using in Portland and Oregon are also applicable to other cities and states that have had similar issues. Um, you know, our mission of this whole thing is to recover economic damages uh, for businesses, individuals, and organizations, which will be the plaintiffs in this lawsuit, uh, and to set a precedent for future lawless government candidates not to run for political office, knowing that they could encounter the same legal, financial, and reputational consequences as their predecessors. So what this means is um, we at Restore Law and Order, and I personally who have been through a lot of this in the last 20 years, this That's terrorism, right. et cetera. Yep. We, we, what we feel is, uh, I think most people in Portland and Oregon and even across America think the issue is Antifa and Black Lives Matter and these anarchist groups and animal rights radical groups, et cetera, that are the problem. Where really that is not the problem. I mean, that is a part of the problem. But the main problem is our government and our government officials. Okay, and you know, we've got this, these leftist radical people running uh, Portland and the state of Oregon, you know, Kotak, Kate Browns, city council in Portland, you know, Ted Wheeler, and these people have no intentions, and people need to understand this, they have no intentions of fixing this problem of, you know, rioting, violence, uh, uh, you know, lack of tourism that we've incurred, uh, illegal protests, and the homeless problem. They act like they are, but they aren't. And that's why you're not seeing any solutions out there because their intent is not to do anything. And that's pretty obvious. You don't need me to tell you that. They haven't done anything. It's the problem just keeps increasing, increasingly getting worse. So our, what we're doing is we are, we are saying it is the government officials and the city and state, not just in Portland and Oregon, but in other cities and states like New York, uh, you know, in Detroit, uh, wherever there is blue states and cities, they're having the same problem as Portland and Oregon. And we're holding the government accountable for uh, these economic losses that have, that have incurred uh, by businesses, individuals, and organizations due to the rioting and the uh, rioting and 
the protests and uh, homeless problems and the violence and, you know, the general crime that's going on. So, folks, we're talking with Greg Schumacher. Go to his website, Restore Law and Order. It's all one word. RestoreLawAndOrder.com. 63% of Portland businesses have reported break-ins or vandalism. 91% of Portland riot arrests have not been convicted. Over 2,600 downtown Portland businesses have left since 2020. Now, Greg, there's a story on Breitbart today uh, about, uh, where is that here? That a San Fran, a long time, a century old hat store in San Francisco, a hundred year old hat store closes its Union Square store in San Francisco. Why? Because of all the crime, nobody gets prostituted because, or uh, prosecuted. There's plenty of prostitution going on. Persistent homelessness. So this is, you're right. This is not just happening in Portland. The question is this, how do you think you're going to really hold these elected officials accountable economically for the recovery of economic, the loss of, of revenue by these businesses? 2,600 businesses in Portland alone shut down since 2020. How are you going to hold these elected right. officials accountable? Has this been done before? The strategies that we're using have been done before, yes. Okay. And it's been in, successful. In different applications. Yes, yes, it has. You have to understand, everyone in Portland and throughout Oregon, they need to understand that because of all this homeless problems, the violence, I mean, there's been tremendous economic damage, okay, on businesses, even individuals. We're talking about people's residences in North Portland, Southeast Portland, wherever, uh, wherever there's been this crime happening, and these people are entitled to reparations. And, you know, the, the idea or the problem is that whenever there's a crime, the law enforcement is not responding to the crime, or if they do, they do nothing. And, you know, we've been tracking all the crimes. I'm probably the only person that holds all this evidence. Of in Portland and Oregon and across the nation, we have every crime that's happened, okay, on audio, video, all different resources, every crime that's happened where law enforcement did not respond to the crime or they responded, which is usually late, okay, and then once they did respond, they did nothing, okay? And we have thousands and thousands and thousands of incidences of this happening. I mean, it's absolutely, I mean, it, it's almost unbelievable what's going on. I mean, you know, we've got the, again, it gets back to the government officials. And, you know, I think the the public out there thinks, well, we'll, we'll, just, we'll just vote them out. Well, I'm sorry, folks, that doesn't work anymore. You know, I'll tell you why it doesn't work, okay? Because the key to this whole solution is to get rid of the government officials that are in there because we cannot convince them to change their way or change their ideology. And that's what everyone in Portland is trying to do. The businesses are sitting down with Ted Wheeler, they're sitting down with Kotech, they're sitting down with city councilmen, constantly all day long, wasting all this time trying to convince them to do something different than they've been doing. And they're not gonna do it, because they don't care. They're not Okay, so the only way uh, you think you can hold them accountable is to sue them personally? And you think that you're well, gonna the, be able to get that through the courts? Yes, I do. So, 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 
So to vote, so to try to vote them out, is not going to work because two reasons. Number one, especially in Oregon or any sanctuary cities or states that you have across America, you have this, this far left uh, ideology of the voter that keeps voting these same people in. We see it in Portland all the time. Okay. So, so you've got that. And plus you have election fraud. I mean, we still have this huge problem with, you know, election interference, which is still there. So we can't vote them out to replace them because we have to replace them because you can't convince them to change. So what we're doing is if we, when we sue the government officials personally, like Ted Wheeler, uh, Kate Brown, Kotex, city councilmen, sheriffs, et cetera, for not upholding the U.S. Constitution and its laws, okay? When we sue them, what we are doing is setting the president for any future candidates not to run for office if they want to carry on the same lawlessness as their predecessor. All right, so hang on words, a second. We- Greg, hang on through the break, and we'll get yep. you back on the other side because I want you to okay. announce the exciting news what you're going to be doing on Monday to get the word out about this. Folks, hang on. We'll be right back with Greg Schumacher. The website is RestoreLawAndOrder.com. RestoreLawAndOrder.com. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. It's 10 minutes till the top there. We'll get right back to our conversation concluded with Greg Schumacher, RestoreLawAndOrder.com, and then we'll get to our caller. It'll remind you if your air conditioning system just ain't keeping up in this heat. And boy, we had some heat this week. Call Freedom Heating and Air. They'll fix it for you. It's one of the many benefits you get by doing business with a business that prioritizes emergency services and have been here for 50-plus years. 503-580-1456. Freddie writes a text that just came back from Ocean Shores, Washington, and driving there, you go through a number of towns, one being Aberdeen and other towns, Not one homeless person or tent. Homeless is junk or old cars or old motorhomes anywhere. What are these towns doing to keep them out? I suspect no handouts or free stuff. Interesting observation and a pleasure not seeing this stuff. Go back to uh, Greg Schumacher. Greg, you have some exciting news to announce about going nationwide, and it's going to happen Monday. What's going on Monday? Well, let me tell you what we've done, which we're very excited about. So our efforts that we have been doing in Portland and Oregon is getting national attention from other cities and states. No one is doing what we're doing. No one is holding, no one is holding the government officials accountable. And that's what we need to do because they are the problem. And we need to hold them accountable. We need to set a presidents so other candidates like them will not run for office in the future. This, uh, yeah, again, this eliminates the bad players, if I may, running for office. So we're gonna have people running for office that voters can elect that are gonna uphold the U.S. Constitution and constitutional laws and do the right thing. 
Um, we we just engaged with a top-notch, one of the best PR companies, public relations companies in America, which is America First Public Relations. Uh, uh, Melissa Lively is the founder and owns it. And uh, they are, we have a perfect fit, and they are taking us national on Monday. Uh, as long as things don't change, we are going to be on national Fox News on the Faulkner uh, factor with Harris Faulkner interviewing me and uh, talking about what we're talking about right now. And, you know, we're getting interest from uh, other businesses and individuals that have had uh, uh, damages, economic damages due to the violence and the, the homeless problem, and et cetera. And they want to recover their damages um, and, and have repara- get reparations. And they want to... Uh, have a new way of doing business in the future. So we're very excited about going national on this. We've got a lot of attention on it. Um, and uh, so that's what's going on as far as the, the, the up-to-date news. Thank you, Greg. Appreciate your time today. Let's do this. Do stay in touch. And, uh, and as you go along now, uh, and as this, because you're asking people on your website you're asking if you've been a business owner and you've been you've had damages, you can join the lawsuits that you are beginning. So, folks, this is your opportunity. You can donate. This is important. This is one of the ways. Suing public officials for not upholding their oath of office, not upholding the Constitution, personally, suing them personally for economic damages, the recovery of it, is not only the right thing to do, but it also does exactly what Greg has suggested. It tells anybody running for office, you don't want to be like Multnomah County DA Mike Schmidt or Ted Wheeler or any of the other people that have made these really bad decisions that have cost 2,600 businesses, caused them to move and leave out of Portland. And it's happening all across the country. So folks, go to Restore Law and Order RestoreLawAndOrder.com. Greg, thanks so much. We appreciate you joining us today. Good luck out there, and keep us um, in the loop. Right, and Jeff, I want to make sure that your listeners understand that if if they donate to Restore Law and Order, it's anonymous, so the public will not know, and most likely when they become a plaintiff, that will also be anonymous, okay? So if you're caring, you know, that might be important to them. Indeed. Thank Thank you, Greg. I appreciate it very much. Absolutely. In fact, already getting people texting me saying they'll watch the show on Monday. That's great. Uh, Let's go to the phones. We'll we'll go to our caller. Caller, good morning. Your thoughts on Freedom Friday. Good good morning, morning. caller. Am I on? Okay. Yes, you are. Okay. Uh, My concerns, uh, if we split this Republican vote between Trump and some other say DeSantis then the same thing that happened that happened in Oregon we tried to get everybody united behind one candidate but we couldn't do it we got division between uh, Jason and and the other lady and uh, split the vote and so sure enough it went through Democrats and the uh, I say the same thing that happened now with the, uh, if we split the vote between Trump and DeSantis, 
we're going to throw the election back to Biden. Oh, God spare us. Uh, well, the the only the only way said, that would work is if Trump's going to win the primary. Okay, and the only way that it works is DeSantis in to run as an independent. I suppose that's possible, but highly unlikely. This is what Democrats are afraid of with Robert Kennedy Jr. Him losing to Joe Biden, which he will, and him running as an independent, taking away a lot of Democrat votes. That's what they're concerned about. Could it happen, what you're suggesting, Dwight? Yes, it could. Will it? I hope not. I truly hope not. For the sake of this nation, the future of our constitutional republic, Donald Trump's got to be our next president, folks. He's the only one who will clean up the deep state that is attacking him, which all of us know could easily attack us. Thank you so much, Dwight. Always good to hear your voice. Julie writes an email about miscellany, said, I've had two opportunities to deal with the Commission for the Blind. Both times, it was like giving birth to a porcupine to actually find out what services they offered the elderly. The second issue was actually getting them to show up. The leadership sucks. The persons who work with the client are wonderful. Good on art. If you watch the body language of Biden, Dr. Jill, and high on Coke Hunter, the investigator need not look far. That's right. A state employee who shall never be mentioned has a fact check story out of the register guard here about how, well, the number, uh, it's false. That there are more registered voters in Oregon than there are people of voting age. The register guard says, well, it, that's, they're misrepresenting the registered voters and residents in Oregon. Really? How is it that the U.S. Census Service, which presides over all kinds of federal spending and how we decide how many uh, members of Congress that we have in the House of Representatives, how is it that we can accept their data for that as being absolutely accurate, accurate but we don't accept their data for the number of people who are of voting age. How is that? More absolute lies and misrepresentations from the fake news media, the Eugene Register Guard. Friends, thanks for joining us all. Remember to go to Greg's website, restorelawandorder.com. If you've been the victim of some kind of economic damage due to unelected officials or elected officials not holding their oath of office. Join this effort. See you Monday.